Welcome back to the Bhagavad Gita Your Podcast. I'm Radha, and I'm here with Chaitanya Charan and our friend Russell. Hi, and Krishna. Hare Krishna. Good to have you here. We will be starting today. We are on our 46th day, and we will be starting um, chapter 3, text 7. And we're we're still talking about renunciation. On the other hand, if a sincere person tries to control the active senses by the mind and begins karma yoga in Krishna consciousness without attachment, he is by far superior. So here, there's a contrast being drawn. Contrast between a person who has premature renunciation, who was described as hypocritical, as compared with that we have a person who is doing responsible work with regulated senses. So, how does with regulated senses, Krishna is saying this is much better. So, broadly, if you consider what Krishna is doing over here is that he is splitting renunciation into two distinct levels. That is, the mature renunciation, he has not yet talked about it. He will talk about it later. But this premature renunciation, and he's saying action is actually better. So if you consider action as a box, now he will categorize action into multiple levels a little later. But action as a box, he's saying this is at a higher level. So he's saying a person who is regulated and works that that person is better than a person who pretends to just renounce, but then the mentally they are person they are dwelling incessantly. So basically, another way to understand this is if you consider there are the senses, the sense objects, and the mind. So when, now there are two things or two options are there, there's the mind. So somebody has created a big barrier here. So they the renounced order they have taken, they're externally renounced. So there is, there is no link between the senses and the sense objects. But instead, the mind is dwelling on the sense objects. So this is this is premature renunciation, and this is unhealthy Krishnaising. So in contrast with that, 
Krishna gives another option. You have the mind, the senses, and we have the sense objects. So, so basically, if both of these are disciplined, or rather, you could say the senses are disciplined by the mind, and then, so then there is here regulated. engagement or enjoyment then krishna is saying this is way better because this person is actually on the path of growth that i'll explain how this will work out how they'll be on the path of growth but at least there is regulated enjoyment so because of the regulation gradually one will rise towards realization and renunciation afterwards so your regulation is okay i i engage but in a in a moderated way then there is realization oh there is a better life available for me that you know, i don't have to get caught i don't have to crave for this i don't have to give i don't have to give myself to this completely and then rather than giving myself up to it completely and gets in sense i can give this up completely so so for example there are different approaches for dealing with different things especially with respect to the way krishna is saying we give up some habit say for example somebody is taking drugs and they are getting withdrawal pains because of taking drugs hmm? so regulation would mean so now there no drug addiction can be of various kinds but if there is drug addiction with severe withdrawal pains then withdrawal symptoms this may not be the best example but let's keep the example over here sometimes doctors may say that sometimes one recommended just go cold turkey give it up completely but it may not be possible sometimes the person may become dysfunctional during that phase so regulation you know, then this will lead to okay i was i was taking this so many times the taking but now i'm going to take it only at this time it's not that easy but what is the realization get it get you know, there are so many better things i can do and once that i don't have to do all those things I, i don't so the idea is i don't have to give myself completely to this like uh, for an alcoholic for an addict give myself up completely to this but from there this is a realization that has come and then renunciation will be i can give this up completely that is a gradual realization so it's a incremental approach so krishna is saying that if in contrast with this one is uh, there is uh, 
contemplation which is unregulated unregulated contemplation plus hmm, absolute or plus not absolute plus external renunciation then this is a this is a unsustainable combination eventually first of all because of the contemplation the desires will be growing and because the desires the desires are growing spiritual growth our spirituality will not be growing because if we are contemplating material desires then how can we be have to contemplate higher spiritual realities spirituality we are not growing and then desires are growing eventually there will be a relapse there will be a severe fall that will happen so instead of that an incremental approach is much better that's what krishna is saying in this broad context hmm i'm thinking about like sometimes my husband will share how he feels with me about something and and it'll cause friction and then he'll say oh i just shouldn't have said anything i just shouldn't share my feelings and then and then he goes back to like being silent and it like the it's not really the point and that's kind of what i tell him like you can't not share how you feel about something just because it'll cause friction like better to share and work through that and you know recognize where you where you know we could both grow and then in the future maybe you won't feel anything around that because you will have worked through it sit like that yes well, it's a good point i think yes we cannot suppress our feelings also we have to gradually uh, we have to process our feelings and then gradually we may rise above it see a child so if a child if you consider a child the its toy breaks the child will cry now if you tell the tell the child just don't cry you know it's just a toy well when the child becomes an adult then the child will not no crying when the toy breaks but we cannot force the child to have emotions like an adult children have to go through their own process so so there is a natural growth that is happening and then there is a artificial growth that artificial growth is unhealthy natural growth is what is required artificial or artificial claim of growth there is no artificial growth actually i just artificially suppressing one's emotions is not going to be helpful yeah because if the child if you kind of scare the child into not crying then the child will just kind of hold on to that as like negative emotions and probably attach it to something else which will manifest in not not positive ways exactly true any comments rasul pro uh not really it's good it's um regulation stops the desires getting out of control while we're yeah. doing it so that's good yeah so a regulation can gradually lead to purification whereas complete elimination can eventually lead to an expl- explosion so that we don't want that 
So now let's look at the eighth text. Niyatam kuru karmatvam karma jayo ya karmana sharira yatra pichate na prasidhyeda karmanaha. Perform your prescribed duty for doing so is better than not working. One cannot even maintain one's physical body without work. Yes. So here Krishna is giving the third reason for action or what's wrong with inaction. Why no inaction? So Krishna has given three reasons. The first one was it's impossible. We are, by our very nature, we always act. The second was that it can be hypocritical. We might be deceiving ourselves. It's deceptive. And the third now is, it's, it's unsustainable. It's unsustainable. We could, it could mean two things. We can't sustain it. That we can't continue doing it for a long time. But other than it can't sustain us. It can't sustain us means that the way the world is arranged, we cannot even survive without doing some work. So in that sense, work is essential. So that's what Krishna is talking about over here. Krishna is talking about more in the second sense, but the first sense is also applicable. Therefore, Arjuna, you should work. That when you work, what happens by working is you will at least maintain yourself. If we consider that in society, society, there are, broadly speaking, there are leaders who are directing society. Then we could say there are workers who are following and, you know, there are what you can call as freeloaders. Those who don't do anything at all, those who are just a parasitical burden on others. Now, everybody needs to contribute in some way or the other. Of course, some people's contribution may be smaller, some people's contribution may be lesser. But uh, if somebody is not contributing at all, then if so, if too many people fall in that category, then social fabric, uh, social fabric weakens, and the social structure can also be destroyed. So, so Krishna is talking. Krishna will come back to this theme later in the three twenty one also when he speaks. But the fact that without working we can't sustain ourselves is is a basic truth of life, and therefore. Everyone has to play their part in, in uh, earning their living so that they can sustain themselves. So the body requires maintenance. And somebody may say that I'm not going to do anything. But the body is going to breathe. The body is going to need food. And where are we going to get that? Even people who say, I don't want to do anything. But when it comes to food, when they're hungry, they're not going to say, oh, I don't want to do anything. 
say, I want to eat food. I want food immediately. That they are going to say. And how is that going to be dealt with? So therefore, in one sense, in activity is essential. So Krishna is in uh, here giving a call for action. Guru. Guru karmai Therefore, Arjuna, act. Therefore, Arjuna, function. When you function, then you will grow by functioning. Okay. So, any reflections? Okay. So now we come to a key verse. It is often quoted. Yajnarthat karmano anyatra lokoyam karma bandhanaha tadartham karma kaunteya mukta sangha samachara. Work done as a sacrifice for Vishnu has to be performed. Otherwise, work causes bondage in this material world. Therefore, O son of Kunti, performed your prescribed duties for his satisfaction, and in that way you will always remain free from bondage. Yes. So now, well, Krishna in one sense has said work. That was the overall conclusion of the discussion from 3 to 8. But then, Arjuna's question might still be, that, okay, you said that inaction is not good. That inaction is uh, inaction is uh, incriminating. It is not desirable. But then what about Arjuna's fundamental concern? That work will lead to bondage. What about that? So that Krishna will address in this verse. And Krishna says that work, yes, that work leads to bondage is true except when when one when the work is a sacrifice we work in a mood of sacrifice so work and sacrifice means we work for a higher cause something beyond ourselves when we are we understand that we are a part of a reality bigger than ourselves and with that understanding we function then we won't be bound. So now there will be many examples which we'll be discussing for this. But if we consider a soldier in war, now that soldier kills enemy, that is not considered wrong. That may even be rewarded. Because at that time, the soldier is not fighting uh, just for oneself. Now, the, so, the same soldier in peaceful times, that soldier, say, kills, gets angry and kills the neighbor. Then that same soldier will be punished. The action is the same, killing. The soldier may even use the same gun to kill. But the soldier uses the same gun to kill 
in spite of that that person may be that that person will be punished because this was done for one's own selfish purpose that person not uh, horrible not selfish is too mild a word but one for one's own agenda it could be a dark agenda evil agenda and that is unacceptable so uh, the, but on the other hand when the soldier in a war is you could say is acting in a mood of sacrifice that i am here broadly when the word yagya is used krishna uses the word sacrifice in a in a sense which will be explained in subsequent verses but that is essentially that we are part of something bigger than ourselves and when we are acting as that part then we when we are doing some things we won't be bound we won't be incriminated by those actions that's the theme that krishna is talking about here so krishna is telling that this is the kind of action you should do yes your concern is valid arjuna that action can lead to bondage but this kind of action won't lead to bondage if you do this kind of action that will be good so any reflections or comments no i'm just trying to think like how an example in our in our lives like if we do something i know you said the military one but like if we do something like if we have a child <laughs> and we and we do something for the for the child does that that doesn't really exude us from the repercussions right well if you consider um, as a parent disciplines their child that's their responsibility but the parent yells at some stranger and tries to discipline them say mind your own business isn't it so now it's not the best example but the principle is there that when the parent is a part of a family at that time it is their responsibility to discipline the child but if uh, somebody else is doing that now should the parents do it well it depends if uh, their child is not studying it is their responsibility to make sure that the child studies but if some stranger's stranger is there stranger's child is there that child is not studying should the parents talk deal in the same way well not exactly that's not their responsibility so when we are acting on our own initiative uh, there is a limitation that we cannot do all the things that we would do when we are part of something bigger so we will discuss this principle more later but the idea of working in a mood of sacrifice is that it's not my selfish gain or not immediate selfish gain i'm not killing the enemy because i am angry with them and i just want to get the anger out of my head no there is a bigger cause there is a bigger interest over there if i don't stop these enemies maybe they will destroy my country they will kill thousands of civilians later so we have to stop them 
So that, that is a bigger picture. Now, what that bigger picture is for Arjuna, that we'll be discussing as chapter moves forward. Mm, I think the hard part can be sometimes confronting your own intention and, and actually knowing it within yourself because it's easy to trick yourself, right? Yes, of course, yeah. That's true. So we can claim that we may have a higher intention when while we may not have that intention. Yeah, and really even believe it ourselves, right? Yeah, so that way we can deceive others and we can deceive ourselves. That principle applies not just to renunciation, that can apply to action also. So self-deception, those dangers are always there. Self-deception and you could say people deception. These are universal dangers. These dangers are there if we are renouncing the world, if we are adopting renunciation. But these dangers are there even when there is action. So just because these dangers are there doesn't mean that we don't uh, we don't act. We have to consider those dangers and act appropriately. Okay. This acting in a mood of sacrifice is what the next section is about. So we'll discuss that more in detail. Asalpo, any comments? No, I'm good. That's that's good. Powerful. Okay. So I'll summarize. So we discussed four verses today. We started with the sixth verse. So that was talking about how if somebody is actually now we discussed seven, eight, nine, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, sixth mm-hmm. we have discussed earlier. So, seventh verse we discussed. In the seventh verse, the point was that regulated action is better than premature renunciation, which was mentioned in the previous text in 3.6. That's because this will gradually lead us from regulation to realization to renunciation. So discuss the example of somebody having withdrawal symptoms due to drug use and then they need to be careful about what they do about it. Then in 3.8, we discussed one has to work even for sustenance. And that concluded the three reasons why no inaction. Because Krishna says, It's impossible, it can be hypocritical, and it's unsustainable. Unsustainable can mean that we can't uh, can't continue it, but it can also mean that we can't sustain it and it can't sustain us. And 3.9 was, so doesn't, won't action lead to bondage? Yes, but Krishna says an exception. Not if action is done as a sacrifice. 
one is a part of something higher and acting is a responsibility playing one's part so in arjuna's context if he's going to fight a war he is not fighting just to for the sake of vengeance but he's fighting for establishing order in the world then that action will not lead to bondage thank you very much hare thank you thank you hare krishna